Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Welcome to another bang-up edition of the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie, episode 46. We do it for the Handshake Media Network, and we are still coming to you live from isolation. Pricey, he's doing push-ups every day and just making me feel bad about not doing more exercise when, you know, you're, you're constantly putting it on social media, mate. <laughs> Look, don't feel too bad, mate, because I I ordered myself some some red wine yesterday. Uh, you know, it's not all healthy living over here. It's you know, I'm I am uh, you know doing my part to you know put some coin in the pocket of uh, both Crowbar and North Lane. Oh yeah, the the the, yeah. the wine collaboration. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got I got me one of those. I bought the Shiraz. I'm a red wine man rather than white wine uh, man. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be drinking. Some red wine before long, so that's not necessarily healthy living, you know. I'm gonna probably I'll tuck away into that and do it in one sitting, maybe. What can I say? 2020's brought out the the fun pricey. Like, great! <laughs> it's good to see you having some fun and you know getting out and about there and uh, not just doing hand jobs all day. Hey, wow! You know, wow. hand like jobs with your hands. I mean, like you know, your push ups, you're building things, you're, oh, you're making right. of Star Wars Lego. Get your mind out of the gutter, mate. Oh, I see. Okay. Before we move on anymore, let's throw to Ebony's story with the heavy news and get this uh, content back on track again. Ebony, what's making news this week? Thanks, guys. Let's get straight into it. Have you got anything on this Sunday? Well, ring your mum for Mother's Day and then get into Fearless's at-home live-streamed music event. You'll be able to watch acoustic performances from bands like Ice Nine Kills, Wage War, The Pretty Reckless, Grayscale, Under Oath, who else? August Burns Red and even I Prevail. Not bad, Fearless Records. Not bad. And it's like they knew we needed more Queen in our lives. Brian May, Roger Taylor and Adam Lambert have recorded a special edition of their classic song, We Are The Champions. And they dedicated it to all healthcare workers. They even renamed the version to You Are The Champions and are donating all proceeds from the song to the COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund for the World Health Organization. Love it. Now let's talk about some new stuff. Tired Line literally just dropped a new song, a lineup change, and they've moved from Perth to Brisbane. Haven't they been busy? The new track is called Waterbed, and joining frontwoman Sophie Hopes is Antonia Hickey, Phil Meakin, and Phil Martin. Good things to come from those guys, I'm sure. And one of my prog favourites, Relica, they've released a new song just the other day as well. It's called Mr. Magic, and it's epic and dramatic, and I love it. You should go check it out. And lastly, yes, Killswitch Engage and Iron Maiden's Australian tour was cancelled, but don't worry. On May 8, Killswitch Engage are releasing Atonement 2, B-Sides for Charity, with six new tracks that were recorded during their 2019 album Atonement recording sessions. All proceeds will go to the COVID-19 relief fund. Good people, doing good things, and staying heavy. Thanks, Ebony, and a big one for those of us who want to go to shows, but unfortunately we can't go to shows anymore at this point in time. Fearless are coming to the rescue with a whole bunch of their artists pricey, and this is actually shaping up to be something worth getting out of bed for. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's going to drop on Saturday in the US, but it means Sunday morning. It's going to be a, a Sunday morning uh, early riser for Australians. Uh, 5 a.m. on Sunday morning. So it's not like you're little... doing anything else right now. So you know, yeah. lock it in. 
Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe, you know, don't have quite so many drinks on Sunday night at home in isolation and uh, don't get up so groggy on Sunday morning and, you know, maybe put it on the tally and, and make some brekkie and, and uh, drink some coffee and enjoy all of the new content. Yeah, which is going to be acoustic, acoustic performances from Ice Nine Kills as it is playing White Tees. Uh, the Pretty Reckless, who just signed. Not all signed... of it's going to be acoustic. Acoustic? Not all of it? No, no. Oh. There's, there's going to be all sorts of performances, mate. Well, look, I mean, when you when you have, like, a lineup like they have, like those bands I mentioned, Wage War, August Burns Red, Eat Your Heart Out, I Prevail, like, it's, it, it's kind of shaping up to be, like, a pretty decent stream with whatever they have going on. Oh, yeah, and it promises a bunch of new content from a, new, from a ton of those bands oh, as well. So, so could this be songs, the, the, first, new... the first kind of quarantine songs we've heard, maybe? Yeah, possibly. So, you know, and they're announcing new signings to the roster as well and all sorts of things during during the live stream. So it really is a case of, like, listen in to, to check it all out. And see know? what's going on. So that's happening on Sunday, May 10, from 5 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And pretty much what's that? Like 3 o'clock over in WA. So just stay up all night and just jam it in then. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, people do that for rage, right? Exactly. See? Spot on. And look, if that's not your to your liking... You know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And see, look, if that's not to your liking, um, Korn last week released their official concept from the album release show they put on for a whole bunch of fans for The Nothing last year. Um, now, we haven't seen Korn play in Australia since 2018 for Download Festival. They did say that they were going to come back soon. I... I dare say it would have been this year as part of uh, the Nothing's Touring Cycle, but obviously that's been put on hold, and this is your next best chance to check out a Corn live performance if you still didn't get enough at that headline slot at Download Festival. Yeah, I, I believe, do you, I don't know if you remember, Brownie, but we were, you know, late last year when we were, before all of this went down and we were so hopeful and, and you know, looking forward to 2020 and, we were trying to figure out what tours we'd like to come to Australia in 2020. I, I do remember us saying that Corn coming to Australia to celebrate the new album and, and new music and all of that sort of stuff, that was going to be one of our highlights. Yeah, definitely. This is what we want to see in 2020. And, uh, whew, I don't think we're getting it. But <laughs> this, this, is the, uh, this is the next best thing, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. So go check that out if uh, you, you want something to watch in terms of concerts as well that border on the more heavier side. And it was a great story behind it as well, too. They got a whole bunch of loyal fans together for this performance, and they had, like, the silhouette of the album cover just, like, rolling around on top of them, like, aerial... Um, acrobatics, that kind of thing. So, look, it's good, and it shows corn doing what they do best. You chuck that on your TV, and look, you're, you're having a mosh right then and there in your lounge room. So, highly recommend doing that. Oh, I'll always back corn. I love them so yeah. much. They're just, you know, they're they're at least twenty five years into their career now, and honestly, I just. I can't see a point where I'll give up on them. I yeah, no, nah, spot on. Look, they, they have some doozies of albums, but with that said, they brought it back with the nothing. I think it is a, a fantastic yeah. return to form for the boys as well. And if you haven't listened to it yet, shit, what are you doing right now with your time? After this podcast, go stream it. Yeah, totally. Now, uh, another band that we were looking forward to coming to Australia was Killswitch Engage, supporting Iron Maiden. Unfortunately, the big sad news, that tour has officially 
been cancelled, not postponed. Everyone's going to start receiving your uh, refunds in the not too distant future. But mate, I'm 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 gutted in a way. But um, I do hope that Killswitch Engage come back down under and do a headline tour when all this is over for that new album, Atonement. Yeah, look, I was going to say, I, like, to be frank, I would prefer to see a Killswitch headline show. Yep. I, I'm probably going to get lynched for saying it, but, like, I would have gone to that show for Killswitch, not necessarily Iron Maiden. But, but you would I have like, stayed around to watch them, though, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I would have, but, like, there's certainly, I mean, just for the spectacle and, and the respect of the, that, that, you know, they are one of the pioneers, one of the big four, you know, and it's just sort of like, I don't know, they're, they're not my generation, they're not one that I grew up on, so I, I, I'm certainly more a Killswitch Engage uh, guy, so I think I'd much rather see a Killswitch headline show, to be honest. Yeah, and look, with the news of the guys releasing the Atonement B-Sides album as well, too, they're going to have a whole bunch more material to, to get through, which I guess is, you know, a much better idea if they did a headline slot as opposed to not to discredit them touring with Iron Maiden because that's such a, a no, monumentous no, no, no. achievement. That, it's it's, it's fucking incredible. I did love that announcement of that tour. I was like, oh, that's, so, that's such genius. It spans you know, a couple of generations of metal fans. I just thought it was so... It was such a great idea. And the Killswitch guys probably would have been so stoked on it as yeah. well. It's like, that's such an honour to be asked, you know. To get that nod from, like, the, the right. head honchos like that, yeah. That's right, yeah, So, yeah. yeah, if you haven't had the chance to go check it out, Atonement 2, B-Sides for Charity, they're doing it uh, to raise money for the COVID-19 relief fund as well. So, like, go get your purchase. Go listen to six new Killswitch Engage songs that didn't make the album Atonement. And, you know, with that said, it adds to the album itself and then creates, I guess, you know, what bands are doing when they release deluxe editions, which are the songs that didn't quite make the album but were sort of in the same realm, that kind of situation. What's your pick off it, Brownie? I'll, I'll start Look, playing it. To, to, to be completely honest with you, I loved Hollow Convictions. I, I just thought, like, from the minute that started, it had me... Um, had me hooked straight away. Like, you obviously can't beat the the original album, and um, th- that obviously the the song they did with Howard Jones was just the the thing that drew me into that last album, and and I loved you know that yep. that return the form for the band and the fact that they teamed up with their old frontman. But with that said, Hollow Convictions could have definitely sat in there somewhere with the original songs that were on the first release. Nice. Now, uh, a bit slower in terms of new music, like dulling things down quite a bit dramatically. If you like that whole grunge and post-grunge scene from back in the day, you need to check out the new one for Tired Lion. Um, I've been frothing this band for a while now since they were living over in Perth, and they've gone through a few lineup changes over the past couple of years, changed things up a little bit, but the one thing that's remained is frontwoman Sophie Hopes, and she has this this unique, young-sounding voice behind her that's just so sweet and innocent. But when she opens up with, like, the big rock sound behind her, I love it. You can't get enough of it. You know, case in point is uh, their song Cinderella Dracula, a great Mm -hmm. fucking track. And this new song they've got, Waterbed, it reminds me a lot of early Hole and Courtney Love vibes. And correct me me if I'm wrong, we haven't seen any bands try to emulate that sound of recent times, right? Mm. Yeah, true. True that. So, you know, they could be on a winner with this one here. They've uh, added a few new members to the band. They've relocated the Brisbane. And so if you're a fan of the Violent Soho kind of... Brizzy now. Yeah, yeah. 
wow, okay. So, cool. like, if you if you like Violent Soho, June Rats, and, and bands along that caliber, Tideline is a band you either know and love or you haven't discovered yet. And once you do come across them, go check out their album, Dumb Days, which was released back in 2017, and I guarantee you're going to find yourself a new fan. Nice. Hey, speaking of, like, really, like, powerful uh, female vocals and that sort of stuff, did you watch that uh, that um, the live take of Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box's uh, like studio thing that she put up of her singing Rule of Nines? No, I saw you frothing over it the other day, but oh haven't had the chance to check it yet. God, that is some serious vocal control and power, man. You got to go watch that. She's good. Yeah, I know you've Jesus. you've you've been losing your shit over the band for the better half of the past six months. So oh. Yeah, but like, oh my god, like just like just to see like how much control she has over her voice, man. Go and watch it. Far out. Done. All right. And uh, I'm I'm counting down the days until Loon have their next release. I know something's brewing at the moment right now. Yeah, well, don't don't stress, man. It's not too far off. So the, the new single Mirror Image dropped uh, last night on the Racket on Triple J's The Racket. And uh, they got a lot of texts in, a lot of very positive texts in on the line, which is cool. And then uh, it's dropping this morning at killyhysterio.com, uh, the, the video and, and an announcement uh, of a new EP. Uh, it's called Ghost, and it's out on June the 12th. Bloody and, yeet indeed. Yeet indeed, yeah. They've dropped two two tracks before now, Manipulator and Ghost, which is obviously Ghost is the the self-titled or the the title track of the EP. And uh yeah man, these guys are heavy as and right mm. from the very right from the very first uh single they dropped, um man, that this 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 band's been turning the heads of, you know, yeah. even even some of the uh some of the, you know, sort of seasoned bands, you know, some of the bands that you would go, yeah, that's a that's a big band like and they're they're already turned on to these guys. So, you know, even Dylan from Gravemind posted about them the other day. And, you know, so I, I, I think these guys are ones to watch. They're, yeah. they're heavy as. Lachlan was right behind them. You know, he, he didn't even hesitate um, to play it. And uh, and it's and it got a yeah got a big response, which so. is good as well because I got to give a shout out to Darcy Locke, aka Gravemind Superfan. Um, he went along to their debut show at the end of last year and said, "Oh, do you yep. mind if I write a couple of words together?" I'm like, "Yeah, mate, mate, go for it." And it actually ended up being like one of the most highly read uh, gig reviews of of December, like one of the last shows we got to see following Good Things Festival, and it shows sure. that like that was a hometown show and their first off show in Melbourne's. And that many people wanted to read and see about them and comment saying how good the show was, how tight they were. And, you know, this is a relatively new band who have just come together and only have a couple of songs out, but are already sounding so far advanced compared to what is expected of them. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I predict big things for Loon are going to be on the way this year. Yep, yep, can't argue. And I guess and you... if, if they were going to tour, like if they were able to tour, then I'd say they would be even bigger. Yeah, I can see them teaming up with someone like The Gloom in the Corner, that kind of situation. Yeah, those two bands. But oh, look, look, I once... reckon I could probably make that happen. To be oh, well, well, Mr. Collision Course Records, do your worst. <laughs> Give us something to look forward to. Um, Dweller, you told me about, I haven't had the chance to get on these guys yet. Uh, give, give us a run now. What are we looking out for? 
Yeah, so um, Maddie from the Venom Collective like messaged me uh, the other day and asked if I'd play it on the faction. And um, you know, you guys just just premiered it on Wall of Sound not that long ago. Absolutely. Um, uh, shout out to Tam for dropping that. And yeah, like if you like your metalcore really hard and fast and, and like really sort of passionate, I think these guys are ones to look at as well. I think there's uh They've they've done three singles in recent memory, I believe, and uh, yeah, they've all just been really solid. Um, and yeah, I don't really know a lot of the backstory about them, but Jesus, I've been liking their tracks. It's, it's funny you mentioned before Tamara. Shout out to her, as you said. Yeah, she covered the uh, the release compl- the, the release completely, so I haven't had the opportunity to do it, which is just insane. That like there's something on Wall of Sound, and I don't even know about it yet. So <laughs> I, 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 I I need to go and check it out. It just goes to show that you know yeah, go read your own site. Yeah, exactly. Mate. There's so much new music coming out at the moment, which is great because it's it's helping us kill time, but it's so hard to keep up with you know everything that's coming through. It actually is. This there is a lot, and that's what I'm really loving about the heavy music community is that it's we're actually, I think we're pretty good. The productivity of, in this time has been out of this world. There's just been like great releases every week for the last six, seven weeks. Like yeah. no one's really slowed down in our community. It has in other genres. I feel. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, and you know, obviously, they you know, let's say for example, go to Pop World. They'll be working on big anthemic bangers to sort of put out and that kind of thing, and that takes time. Whereas metalcore or like the metal community, you can bash out a song, get it together, get it online. I mean, pure example of this was Fever Three 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 working oh, on a song, yeah, yeah. getting it out the next day. That kind of situation when you don't have execs to go through and people to please, you have the opportunity to just release the music you want to put out, and that's what's yeah. great about you know. Heavy music as it just resonates with so many people no matter what the subject matter is. Totally. Now, Coroidian. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Coridian, yeah. Coridian. Yeah. Me and my pronunciations yeah. are gonna be at the end of me one day. Pronunciations, yeah. Oh god, stop it! <laughs> um Yeah, New Zealand band. Jeez, they're, they're they're the masters of writing big anthemic rock tracks. Like they they really like the last two tracks they put out. Um, it's just, they're just so, I don't know, they, they sit somewhere, like, if you were to look at, uh, I mean, they're a New Zealand band, but let's, let's sort of compare them, uh, to, like, somewhere between, like, a carnival and a she-had. Yeah, somewhere okay, between, yeah, that works. Not quite as proggy, not quite as, you know what I mean, like, not quite as heavy as she-had. So, sort of, it's, you know, it has the, the, the melodic stuff of, of your carnivals, Minus the prog, like the big proggy time signature changes and stuff, but uh, yeah, not as like rock and roll as she had, you know. Yeah, that 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 works in that regard. I mean, like if yeah. you're if you're going to sort of like fit in between, you're going to be able to appeal to a much wider audience as opposed to just I going in so. one direction. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, they they really, jeez, uh, they can write a chorus. Hey, can write a hook. So they they dropped a new song. Uh, on Monday over at Wall of Sound uh, called Good For Nothing. Uh, it's out this Friday, and their EP, Elder, is out May 22nd. Um, and Elder is about... Uh, it's uh, part of a... It's part three of a four-EP series that they're doing, uh, and each of the each of the EPs represent uh, 
the elements, so earth, air, fire, and water. Ah, oh, okay, another one of these concept EPs, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So this one, this one represents fire. So this one's all about passion and and fire and intensity and all of that sort of stuff. Um, uh, and the next one that's not that's not uh, released yet, or that that will come in the future, uh, is 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 about water and it's about traveling and over the water and coming home. Ooh, so, okay. yeah. And it's a lot of it's to do They're all, um, they're Nordic words. Cause the, there are, there are three brothers in the band and they're, they have, uh, their lineages from sort of the Nordic States in, uh, in Europe. Oh, so, perfect. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So it, it, uh, all of those things, you know, so elder is the, um, is the Nordic word for fire. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day now. Read my press releases, mate. What, what's that? Oh, <laughs> I, I just got to unblock you in that regard. You just send so many nowadays. Oh, <laughs> But, hey, on, on that as well, too, New Zealand have been, like, really doing their absolute best to put themselves on the map and get noticed by Australian bands. I mean, oh shout out to you and Marine for putting me onto Seas of Conflict. I love those boys so much. I'd love to see them over here in Australia at some point. I mean... You've even got the likes of Alien Weaponry, who have just been Ooh. blowing up across the glo- uh, across the world. Crooked Royals is another band to go and check out as well. And uh, we premiered a song not too long ago from uh, a more easy-listening pop-rock duo, if you, pop-rock band, if you will. Uh, Banks Arcade is another one. So, like, yeah. New Zealand bands, despite the fact that they're just across the pond, and hopefully this submerged tunnel that Jacinda Ardern wants to build between Australia and New Zealand comes about because that would just be like, you know, perfect for us to drive under like a transatlantic tunnel to head to New Zealand so we can go see these bands. That'd be sick. It'd be awesome. I mean, like if Europe can do it, why can't we pinch something they're doing for once and do it down here? Yeah. Definitely keep your eye on New Zealand. There's some massive things on the way from over that neck of the woods and uh, a shout out to our cousin bros and sisters over that way. Mm. I mean, even yesterday I was watching, they, they did their, uh, New Zealand has a thing called the Tate Music Prize, which is kind of like the Australian Music Prize here. Because they're kind uh, of doing their New Zealand Music Month this month, aren't they? They are. They yep. absolutely are. And they uh, and uh, within, the, within the nominees for Best Album, and I mean, here's an example of New Zealand, uh, New Zealand doing it better than, than us, perhaps. Um, within their 10 artists that they had for the release of the year for 2019, there was two two acts in there that you would put in the heavy category. There was Beast Wars with their album Four, um, and uh, Miss June, which is like a punk uh, sort of outfit out of New Zealand as well. Right. I mean, neither neither of them took out the award, but uh, and in the most New Zealand thing ever, the 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 one reggae thing. Uh, took it out. Took it. But, I was going to say, was it like rap, like scribe from like back no, in the day? But there was one of those in there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, a, a reggae thing took it out. But um, you know, there you go. You got you know, you got two heavy projects in the running for album of the year out of New Zealand. You Which know? is like, exactly what um, Winston McCall has been pushing for, like having all genres right. as album of the year. Well done to New Zealand proving once again, you are the greatest country in the world when it comes to leading. <laughs> and not only that, Jacinda Ardern, 
announced the winner. Like she was on the live. Oh, really? Announced the winner. Yes. That is. You can't see ScoMo doing that, can no. you? No, I know for a fact that like when she uh, was doing this this spruiking not too long ago, like around just before Download Festival uh, last year, like she was speaking about Alien Weaponry and how much you know yeah. she's proud of the boys and and where they've yep. come from and what they're doing and like exactly the same situation. Would you ever see ScoMo repping Parkway Drive or Polaris? I don't bloody think so. So you get ScoMo repping anything. I don't think he'd be welcome. I don't. I don't think he'd be welcome. Actually, like you know, with that said, he can try his best, and it'd be good to get the word out there. But with that said, it'll just fall upon deaf ears. Yeah, and I mean, Jacinda Ardern actually went that they have like you know how we have big sound here, right? Yep, yep, yep. In New Zealand, they have a thing called Going Global, and Going Global happens just before Big Sound every year, the weekend before. And uh, Jacinda Ardern actually went to the conference and was a speaker. She was a speaker at the festival. Bloody incredible woman that is. We, we can't even get Anastasia Palaszczuk down <laughs> from, down the road. Uh, hopefully things change after all of this and we get some people who actually support the arts in Australia and our artists and everyone behind the scenes. Shout out to all of you. You know who you are. You know what you do to keep this country moving and the, the arts and, you know, the, the, the media and the music industry, like, flowing. That sounded Absolutely. that sounded half ass. It wasn't meant to sound half ass. Like I, we really do appreciate everything you do out there, guys. And Australian government, give uh, give some help to all of our gig economy friends. You know, all of those roadies, all of those musicians, all of those, you know, people in the creative arts. That, the techs, that, the people that sell the tickets, merch people. Yeah. You know, everyone who's obviously out right now. And yes, you have made money available for sole traders and all that sort of stuff, but it is certainly not straightforward. Yeah. So. Let's uh, let's see you make sure that these, uh, you know, because, I mean, Jacinda Ardern, again, to bring it up, you know, she was talking about that they were going to provide um, some big help, big cash uh, for making sure that, uh, you know, when things get back on track, that that because uh, they said we're going to be leaning on the arts community to help us get through it and, and to and to, you know, come out the other side of this. So. You know, let's make sure they can get up, get back up on their feet and do it. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. That's, and that's, I think it's, I think it's something we all need to do. Like I've seen the petitions popping up on on social media, like urging the government to consider, you know, more funding towards the arts. And it, it's hard to read people who are in government who are voting against uh, more yeah. of the yeah. the allocation of funds towards the arts in that department. Yeah. Like, it's like you wouldn't have entertainment if it wasn't for these people. The arts isn't just music. It's TV. It's movies. It's a combination of everything. Theatrical performances, not just opera, you know? Mm. I know we go on tangents and rants every now and then, but this is an important subject that people need to take into consideration. When all of this blows over, like, we're going to need to invest as much as we can to get this back on track again. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you've got our support. I'm pretty sure those listening, uh, shout out to you as well. You know, you are going to do everything possible. And when that first gig comes up, let me tell you, like, I don't Get think there's going to be a body on the floor. I think everyone is just, just going to be crowd surfing as much as possible. <laughs> 
Now, look, if you're looking forward and, and sort of making some future plans for maybe new shows you want to check out, I need to bring everyone up to speed on the uh, movie and now TV series based around uh, American Satan. It features Black Veil Bride's frontman, Andy Black. Have I mentioned this before on the show? I feel like I have at some point. I think you have, yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've not watched it. Now, uh, to, to give you a bit of a rundown, like the the movie American Satan was uh, the kind of idea behind it was a metalcore band sell their soul to the devil in order to make it big. Uh, the band were called the the Relentless and uh, features obviously Andy Black in the title role. However, he wasn't able to sing in the movie because of his contract obligations he had with Black Veil Brides. Um, Sumerian Records did the soundtrack for the movie, so that's where Play Royale came into play, and their frontman, Remington Leith, did the vocal performance for Andy Black through the movie. That's cool. Confusing? No. That's how Play Royale got big. That's why they're becoming a household name, and that's why you saw people at their shows wearing T-shirts that said The Relentless, because that's the name of the band in the movie. Gotcha. All right. Now, there's a TV series which is uh, a spin-off and continuation of that original story. It's called Paradise City. Obviously, Andy Black is back, and it's also got Leo Donovan, um, the character from the movie, returning. It's uh, actually played by Ben Bruce from Asking Alexandria. Oh, get now, out. So, like, there's a, that's what I mean. Like, this movie itself, it's kind of directed towards our generation of, of people that enjoyed that kind of you know, genre of music and all that. And uh, the teaser trailer came up earlier on this week. I've got it up at Wall of Sound, so you can go check it all out and uh, get up to speed on the show and, and what's coming ahead. No release date as of yet, but it's something to sort of gauge and look forward to when it comes out later on down the track. But the thing that really got me with this teaser trailer is there's more cameos than you can poke a stick at. Nice. So who, who fe- up? featuring in it, is, you're going to have Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens. Okay. Randy Blythe from Lamb of what? God is actually in this TV show as well. And uh, Sid Wilson from Slipknot. What the so, hell? So like, this is what I mean. Like this is th- this movie shaping up to be, oh, this could be like the, the Coachella of the heavy music scene. Like all of these heavy <laughs> music musicians popping up and making cameos here and there throughout the TV show. I mean, if if this thing takes off, I mean, surely they're going to tour the like the Relentless when it comes back, you know? Uh, like, look, I could, could I, could, I could see them doing it because you know it's it's the the members of these bands and and now Blackfell Brides have signed a Sumerian record, so I don't think there's going to be that conflict of interest when it comes to releasing music and and doing vocal performances and things like that. So they should <laughs> be able to to get their way around it, but. You know, with, with that said, like, if you just want something to sort of switch off and, and watch, this could be your next TV series to count down and look forward to. Sick. Okay. Now, yeah, you're, no, you're, down. I, you're... I didn't, I wasn't across this, so I'm, I'm, that's piqued my interest a lot more. There you go. You're up to speed now. But what's, you, you were talking about that Michael Jordan documentary. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. And, you know, MJ used to be my, my hero when I was like six or seven growing up and all okay. that. Like, what's going on? Okay, good, 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 good. I, I wasn't sure if, because you are a couple of years younger than me, so I wasn't You're 40, sure. You're 40, I'm 33 now, thank you. I'm not fucking 40, but anyway. <laughs> um, I, I was wondering if perhaps NBA Fever had like actually got you in the 90s or not. Yeah, I could, um, all, the, all the basketball cards back in the day, NBA oh, Jam yeah. on the Super Nintendo, like we were yeah. very much involved with basketball back in the day. 
Oh my god, yeah. I played basketball as a young guy and, and like collected all the basketball cards and holy dooly. And you know, just you know, they used to play uh, NBA games on on Channel Ten on Saturday afternoons. I used to watch every week and um, yeah. So this is just like the biggest trip down memory lane for me. Um, and I mean, I will admit, like I only sort of came into basketball at around about 1990. 1991 and followed it to about the time that uh, sort of 98, 99 when when this is like when the doco sort of finishes up. But it um, it's called The Last Dance. It's on Netflix and they drop two episodes every Monday night. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm riveted to this show because it goes, it goes into uh, – Jordan's like the years that they won the championships. Yeah, okay. So yeah, they won. They won five. They did three in a row, missed one, then two in a row, and then they were going for their third uh, championship again in '98. Uh, and and it sort of follows the the most of the footage is from '97, '98, um, which is where they basically were being followed around. Um, by a film crew because that like that that was they were basically given the news that Phil Jackson, their coach, it was going to be their last year. Yeah, it was going to be his last year. So he every year he would come in and he would lay down the playbook for the year and he would give it a title. And ninety seven ninety eight's title is the Last Dance. Ah, so, okay. So it throws back to that and yeah. yeah okay. So it follows them around for that last year basically, but then includes and then like gives you all the content and it like, it even shows you like the graphics taking you back to like, all right, now we're going back to 1991. We need to explain why this was a problem. And like, it'd show you their 1991 year and, you know, that was the first year they won a title and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's, it just, and then each one sort of has, each episode sort of has its own focus. So, um, you know, one episode focuses entirely on Dennis Rodman, you know, and then another one focuses entirely on Scottie Pippen and, you know, all within their relationships with Michael, with uh, the, the Chicago Bulls in general, um, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And, oh man, it's just so detailed and like gives you so much context. Like it goes right back to, like even before they won championships, um, you know, the, for the like the last three years running into when they won that first one, they made the the finals and they played off against you know like the Detroit Pistons, um, and it you know documents how when they finally beat the Pistons, you know the Pistons walked off, didn't shake their hands. Oh right, like okay. And yeah. then you know they faced off against the the New York Knicks and like how aggressive that was and, and like, you know, Patrick Ewing yeah, and, and Michael having like a big rivalry and, oh man, it's, it, and like, I just love sitting there going, oh, oh look, oh, it's the NBA All-Star game. Oh, look, it's the dream team. And like, oh, there's Tim Hardaway and Anthony Hardaway and Charles Barkley and Magic Johnson. And, oh so my God. All, like, all just, of those, essentially all of those plays we used to watch growing up throughout the nineties yeah, or getting a feature and yeah. a cameo. So it's a good little throwback yeah. to that era. And just like how, at that time in the sort of 91 to like 95, like the balls were the biggest thing in the U S and Michael himself just being the biggest icon, you know? And then like, there was like, 
there was a time in the latest episode they he goes and plays his last game at Madison Square Garden, or like everyone's still like speculating that this will be his last yeah yeah season, and so this this game that they played at Madison Square Garden could possibly be his last one there at the at the Garden, and uh, like so many celebrities turn up to it. You know, you got like um like Jack Nicholson's there and like Jerry Seinfeld and Drew Barrymore and Prince is there. Prince is right, there. Right, yeah. Like, so it was like the be all and, and end all kind of thing. Like everyone oh, had to be there. It's just bonkers. And what's really cool is for his last game at Madison Square Garden, he goes and gets Nike to remake him a pair of Air Jordan 1s, which were the same shoes that he wore at his first game. Right. Square Garden. And it's just like, it's so nostalgic. And like everyone notices as soon as he runs onto the court, the commentator's like, oh, Michael Jordan wearing his like signature Air Jordan 1s. That's his, you know, and like they know that information that it was like, the first pair of shoes yeah. that he endorsed and that he wore it. You know, it's just such a nostalgia trip and like I am just absolutely losing it over this whole thing. It's just such a great watch. Uh, I think you've sold me. I, I think, you know, reliving you, your youth, especially, you know, with the shows that come through uh, of the past couple of years and albums, you know, thro- bands throwing back to certain albums they released years ago, it's a good way to sort of relive your, your youth. So that's going to, yeah, that's yeah. a good little way to take yourself back to it all, I think. All right. I'll, really um, is, I'll chuck that on the list. Do it. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the Matter of Faction podcast, episode 46. We do it for the Handshake Media Network. So much covered this week. For, for a week, I didn't think there was much going on, but it turns out there's always stuff happening in the heavy music scene. Booyah. Pricey, you continue your push-ups. Enjoy your wine when it arrives, and uh, be good, everyone listening out there. Be safe and uh, keep smashing that uh, subscribe button and the music you love and adore. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.